0: Back to the gift of the struggle, we're going to do an armchair conversation today with my good friend, Angela Fortune. Um, We are partnering up on a new platform that will be a community for women. And we're going to tell you more about that later. But the conversation that we had the other day talking about what to do next um, prompted this whole entire uh, discussion today. So Angela, welcome and tell everybody a little bit about you before we get into the down and dirty.
1: I'm Angela Fortune. I'm based in Pensacola, Florida. I've lived here a long time. Um, Elizabeth and I go way back. Our boys were in elementary school and they're in college now and we've worked together at various places and various projects and so um, she's a very good friend and by day I am a copywriter with an ad agency. So I'm a word nerd.
0: A word nerd, something we have in common for sure. Um, so today though, we're going to talk about something that we think a lot of women face. And it, it started from a conversation that we were just kind of having off the cuff before we were going to get to work. Um, and so what happened was I I said, Angela, your hair looks so pretty today. And you said, (laughs) I said,
1: thank you. I just got it done. It's really expensive, but I don't do anything else for myself. And so I said, and then I stopped myself. And I was like, why did I feel the need to explain why I did something nice for myself? And mm-hmm. that, how long did we talk? Like two hours? Around like this that. Whole, yeah, yeah. yeah. Around and this I was like, time. I don't know
0: why you said that, because I don't care. I'm thinking good for you. <laughs> right, yeah. But you yeah, spent 30 minutes justifying. Yeah. <laughs> you on your, and really, all I wanted to know is how much was I going to have to pay to get mine done? <laughs> I was not judging you for anything that you did to your hair. Cause it looked amazing.
1: Yeah. But I just think that, you know, I know I hear that a lot from women, like on the receiving end of a compliment or something that I'll give someone, they'll tell me, um, you know, it's just like an innate automatic justification statement after, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, and so we're, we started talking about that and how it goes back to a type of people pleasing. And where did, where did we learn that we, you know, we need to explain why we're doing nice things for ourselves. It seems to be more common with women than men. I I mean, that's what I think, but that's where it went.
0: Yeah. And, and if you had asked me before that conversation, I would have said, oh no, I'm not a people pleaser. I don't really care what people think until that same week I had gone to my Doctor, and I have a, an appointment, and I think in July. And she said, Well, come back in between if you need to. I have this insulin resistance, and she's like, We can do other things if you're not getting enough, you know, weight off, or it's not working well, or whatever. So I went in and said, I need one thing in my life to be easier, and I want to try this other medicine that you mentioned because I just need something to be easier. And I said, I feel bad for coming in before my scheduled appointment. And she said, why, why do you feel bad? And I said, because I'm a perfectionist. I can do it. I don't need your help. And she goes, well, and you're a people pleaser. And I was like, damn, (laughs) is that what it is? I'm not a people pleaser, but I felt guilty taking up her time between appointments. And I felt weak for admitting that I wanted a little something in my life to be easier. And so then we both, I was like, I am too. And I would not have identified myself that way. So what the heck is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I definitely think it shows up in all kinds of innocuous ways. You know, if we, if we think of the people pleaser, we think of like the person that's, you know, running around trying to just overtly, um, please everyone, what do you need, what do you need, that super needy person, and, or a placator, you know, yes, right, and um, when you start thinking about, like, your day-to-day activities, and the things that we say, and the things that we do, and the things that we don't do, in order to gain the approval, or the acceptance of others, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think a lot of us are dealing with people-pleasing,
0: I think so too. In fact, I just read a book this past weekend. I've decided to start reading books for fun again. And this whole one woman character in it was dealing with the same thing. She had planned a vacation for her kids because they'd wanted to go somewhere. She had planned one for her husband because he'd always wanted to go somewhere. And she never said she wanted to go to Alaska ever until her marriage was starting to crumble because she had never actually given voice to her own thoughts or feelings or desires. She had just pleased everybody else's. So I think, I think as mothers, we do that a lot. I think in relationships, we do that a lot, but uh, we were talking about where to, where does that come from? Because it is sabotaging actually in this fictional book that I was reading, the marriage starts to fall apart. And I think it's based in truth. I mean, pretty much everybody writes in some level of truth that, that that's theirs. Right. So this woman has let it go to the point where she is feeling angry and bitter and resentful. And it's a lot of her own doing because she never voiced, she never gave voice to herself. So what are we doing to ourselves when we don't say I freaking need help? Or, you know what? I want to feel good about my hair or I want to feel, I want something in my life to be a little easier and you can help me do that. Why, why, what is it that we feel bad about saying that for
1: You know, I don't know if it's if it's society that's that's teaching girls, women, um, if we're learning from each other as we grow up, if we're learning from authority figures. I mean, that's that is like so fascinating to me. So we started talking about this, just thinking about. I mean, I can't think of learning it in my immediate family. I don't remember my mom trying to please anybody. And so it's like, where did I pick it up? You know, but I definitely. I got an issue with it. <laughs> now? And we, you know, the other night when we were talking, um, we kind of, you know, finished like identifying all the ways where people pleasers and how this is such a common problem and it's like a sisterhood or whatever. And, but then we were like, why is it a problem? You know, what's the, what's the problem with it? And what you just said, it sabotages your mm-hmm. relationships. It's like, and it's, that's so interesting to me because we do it thinking that we're winning the acceptance and it's not conscious, but we are doing it to gain the acceptance, the, the love, whatever of the people around us, but it ends up putting walls up and sabotaging intimacy. And it's just like the um, complete opposite outcome.
0: Yeah. I mean, isn't that weird? Because we talked about this before it's, it's a barrier to intimacy because you don't allow yourself to be known as your authentic self. Like, what do you right. really want? What do you really feel? What do you really believe that you want? And I, I think part of it, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. And I think in the business world, there's an expectation that women are not difficult, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or aggressive or opinionated or whatever those labels are. And I think those things are getting better generationally, but I think they're still there. And in the South in particular, um, you're taught to be pleasing. My sister and I talk about it all the time. Southern women are taught to be pleasing. And even though you can have, like, I have strong opinions and I voice them a lot, but in certain situations, I'm going to apologize for needing freaking medicine, (laughs) (laughs) You know, <laughs> you're going to apologize for getting something done to your hair that you paid for all by yourself, right? Right. Go <laughs> and then he goes ahead. And then you yeah. that if a man wants to go, to they're like, "I'm treating myself. I deserve it. I've worked hard this week. I'm going to go play around the golf, or I'm going to go out with the guys and have a nice drink or dinner." We don't do that, right? What
1: What is up with this? <laughs> I know you can't fault them for that but it's a good thing
0: it's a good thing that they do it but what's interesting is what we talked about too is that we're making assumptions you were assuming that I would judge you for spending money on your hair Mm -hmm. and so by doing that if that's not actually what I'm thinking which it wasn't then that's put a barrier between us where you're going to assume that I'm going to think it's a negative. And I'm going to be like, why would she think I would think that? That's not how, that's not what I was thinking. And, and where does that come from? Which is basically tied to our own judgments. Right. Right. Right.
1: You know, I think women, um, do have a tendency to, to judge each other, you know, a little more I think it's more common than in like man to man relationships or friendships, you know. Um, but like with your doctor, did you you assume she was going to? What were you assuming when you said, "I'm she in was here"? Think I was weak. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a book called The Four Agreements. Have you ever read that? Uh. Uh-uh. And well, it's it's based on. Um, a culture, and I cannot remember which one, but ancient, ancient belief system, that if you if you live by these four tenets, you know everything in life really will just kind of fall into place, especially your relationships. Um, and one of those is never make assumptions.
0: Mm. That's
1: one of the, one of the four. And um, but you know I think it's so innate we don't even realize we're doing it.
0: I had no idea I did it till the doctor pointed it out. And you caught yourself halfway through it. <laughs> I was like, right, right. I probably would have just glossed right over it if you hadn't pointed it out. But afterwards, I was like, yeah, why did you assume I would think that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> I was a bitch. I wasn't being the bitch. Head, was... <laughs> oh my gosh. It is interesting. And then, and then we talked about, which I think this is an interesting part too. If you stop doing that, you think the world's going to end. I'm going to alienate someone. I'm going to make them not like me. I'm going to be perceived as weak or difficult or self-centered or spoiled or any of the things that both of us were thinking in that time. And so what happens now when you change that dynamic and you don't try to please other people, and you've set up this expectation in your relationships that you're going to be that pleasing person. And now you're like, "Yeah, I don't want to do that." You're changing uh, the rules, yeah. Changing the
1: rules. So then yeah. you're
0: creating a risk. And what does that feel like?
1: Yeah, like you know, I mean, I think that's with a lot of things in a in a long-standing relationship or friendship when you start. Making baby steps at personal development, even if it's like a weight loss journey or, um, you know, a professional change or going back to school, it's like when you shake things up, and you and you change, you change the equilibrium. It's like that is a big risk, and you can, you know, you can lose lose some people. Maybe they'll come with you. You know.
0: Yeah, know. it's an interesting thing because. Sometimes people are perfectly happy with your pleasing personality. Yeah. <laughs> and so to do that is going to make it like, I, I'll never forget my high school boyfriend who I dated off and on for four years um, at the very end, kept trying to get back. And I was like, you, you wouldn't like me anymore. <laughs> Not the that I once was with you <laughs> and this right. was years ago. So there's been a lot of change since then, even. But I thought, you don't, you don't even know how much you don't want me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because it would never be the same. And you would not, you would not go for that. So I think, it's I mean, there's certainly an argument for times and places of people in your life, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, when do we, when do we make the decision that it's so bad that we need to make the changes, you know, just when we get like for me, I was just getting a little pissed off at myself when I got myself. Um, you know, because I work hard and I earn my own here go explaining <laughs> my own money, whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I, I got I got like self-pissed. I just made that term up. But like, you know, so that's why I want to change it, because it's I'm like, you know, that's that's not good for me, you know, to, no. be, to feel like yeah. I need to do that. Um but, you know, for others, like, when do we decide that, all right, enough is enough? Like, when yeah. we're so resentful, or
0: when we've destroyed know. a relationship Well, you know, it's never just you, but the, the thing is, why, you know, if the people don't go along the journey with us in this self-discovery or self-improvement, then they're not our people anyway, right? Right. I mean, that's something that you have to accept is if there's a risk, then they're probably you're probably not in the right circles of people anyway.
1: Right, right. I mean, it being a risk is okay. I think risk is good. There's risk in life everywhere, a risk yeah. with a job change or risk with new roles. But if you lose someone because you have uh, you're trying to improve yourself and establish mm-hmm. boundaries, then that's definitely somebody that, you know, um, isn't isn't your person, you know? And yeah. that could be like a significant other, a best friend, or you know, Natalie and I are watching The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, and um, you know, his at the very beginning, he's staying at the altar waiting for her to come down there getting married, and she doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. She, he leaves her. She leaves him um, at the altar, and so the next day he's all sad on his front doorsteps and she walks up (laughs) really bad timing lady. But you know, she says, she's telling him why she couldn't marry him. And she says, I figured out I'm in love with the Robbie from six years ago, Mm -hmm. not the Robbie of today. And so that's what you risk is like people could really fall out of love with you, but you'll lose yourself if you don't take that risk, Mm -hmm. which is, which is more important, you know, and where do we start? Yeah. Where, where do we start with it? If we, you know, okay, so now we know, now we know the elephant in the room, or, you know, you and I agree that we think a lot of women struggle with this and mm-hmm. that it shows up in different places. Um, so, you know, where do we start?
0: Yeah. So, well, and, and one thing I thought was interesting too about our conversation so our, our boys are both 19, um, same age, and uh, they seem to do it.
1: Oh yeah I want to
0: do something he's like yeah I don't want to do that and that's it he doesn't say well I've made other plans or I'm really tired or I haven't felt well lately or I've been really busy with work no No. excuses he's just like yeah no I'm not doing that and I'm like yes yeah
1: but you (laughs) taught him that he picked that up from you so you've that in you and Nathan's the same way and he must have picked that up partially for me so it's like that's that's really interesting but they don't they don't and it it's not the end of the world when he tells you that nobody
0: nobody ditches them they're just like oh Oh. okay (laughs) (laughs) and I do think boys (laughs) tend to be more like that like they can call each other names and nobody takes it personally and
1: when, when I've heard
0: him do that before I'm like he just says no thanks and I'm like huh and that really works for you and I, I think we have, and I've, I've, I've been a big, my whole parenting life about giving them voice and le- making sure that they use it and making sure that they, they use it for good, you know, Right. but I never looked at it in that particular way. Like, I just don't yeah. want to do that today. That's not in my plan. <laughs> well,
1: I think it's awesome that they're starting young.
0: I mean, yeah. You
1: know, and they, they have enjoy. friends,
0: they still, they have friends and they have girlfriends and <laughs> Right. Not really impacting them on a social level whatsoever. And I mean, even Joseph with work, he would be like, they would, they would want to call him in and he'd be like, "Mm, I don't think I'm going to go. And I did say, you know, if you're the one who shows up in a pinch, then you're going to get promoted or a raise, or you're going to be like their go-to guy. So don't just say no, because I'm not scheduled, like actually think if it benefits you. So that was another part of our conversation and what's in it. What is the investment? Is it good for your career? Is it good for your relationship?
1: Or right.
0: is detrimental to you in a way that's going to in the long term be damaging. You talked a lot about that when we were talking the other day.
1: Right, right. About when is it when when do you pull back, when and where do you pull back once you, you know, you're like, okay, this isn't good, this is you know, not good for me. I want to be more authentic, I want to be more real, I want more real relationships or friendships or whatever the reason. where do you pick and choose when to do that, that it will benefit you. Mm -hmm. Um, And also we talked about when is it, when are you being rude? You know, so you start doing that you start like, you know, really standing up for yourself. When does it become that you're rude? Okay. Well now you're just rude. You know, how do you.
0: Yeah. The pendulum can swing too far. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) As in those things in life. Right.
1: (laughs) So bottom line, there's a learning curve here.
0: (laughs) There is a big learning curve and it is, there are ways to do things. I mean, you can't just be like, hell no, I don't want to do that. (laughs)
1: Right, right. You can say,
0: no, thank you. I don't think I want to do that today. I think I'm just going to stay home.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Period. There's so many things that don't have to be over, overthought. So... This whole conversation prompted us to have an idea. We think that so many women are going through things like this. And I think we're at ages where you're just, you know, how old people get the rap for saying exactly what they think and not giving a crap what anybody says. I mean, I kind of love it. We're, we're at the age in the fifties where you start having those moments. Yeah. And um, I think it's a good thing to think about when and how and why and what it's doing to your relationships and, and navigating it in a way that is healthy and not rude and not abrupt when you can, you can tell your significant other, this is what I've noticed about myself. And I would like to be more vocal about what I actually want. Right. And how I actually feel about it. And I want to take you along for the ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead of Just keeping it to yourself and all of a sudden going, no, no, no. Right. Right. I was gonna I was ask gonna, you, No, I don't want to go there for dinner. <laughs> so I
1: was gonna ask, okay, so you, you make this decision, do you make a big announcement? Do you wear a t-shirt? <laughs> I'm just, you know, like, using my words. But, um you know the, the people that are that are in it for the long haul with you will help you, you know, mm-hmm. they'll help you. Um, they'll have your back they'll help point it out to you they'll support you you know those are the those are the people you want anyway
0: yeah exactly so we decided that we are going to have a round table for women to continue this conversation in our community um the community is called dream the future forward you can find it at dreamthefutureforward.com. the um the round table will be free for members um To join the platform, the community, it is $5.99 a month, so it's El Chibo, um, and it's going to be a, it it looks a little bit like Facebook. You've got a wall, you've got groups you can join, you've got all kinds of things going on where, you know, podcasts will be published in there, articles, different things. Um, So if you would like to sign up for the roundtable, you can go on Dream the Future Forward, join, and um, we're going to regroup at the roundtable on July 24th at 4. That is for Central Time for those of you not local, um, and I think it's going to be a really good conversation. I think when you when you're going through processes like this, it helps to have a community that's feeling some of the same things. And we talked too about accountability, like stopping each other when we say something stupid like that. <laughs> like I feel so bad that I went to my doctor for help. I feel so bad that I made my hair look pretty. <laughs> If you've got to find that accountability buddy and, and this round table group can be that for you um, to say, stop saying that. Why are you saying that? Own it. Just say, you know what? I wanted, I wanted to look good. And this made me feel good about myself. Right. It did not right. take anything from anybody else that I did this.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'll and take it so
0: out of my children's mouths. <laughs>
1: okay. And so the round table will be just, you know, a great, Woman to woman conversation about you know how how is people pleasing showing up in our lives you know is it um, how are we what are we doing to people please what are we not doing to people please um, and if you know if you're out there and you're listening and you really emphatically believe and know that you're not a people pleaser then please
0: come to the round table because we
1: want to learn from you.
0: We will pick your brain (laughs) and if you're like me and you think you're not a people pleaser but really you are you belong as well. (laughs) We will quickly dissuade you of your um, your wrongness. (laughs) Your misperception of self Self self-awareness has to be you know Sometimes that's what your friends are for, they're to help you grow your self-awareness. <laughs> right, right. So ch- check us out, sign up. It'll be really fun. We're going to have a lot of roundtables. We're going to have guest speakers. We're going to also offer some courses. Um, we've got courses about making decisions, about changing careers, about um, telling your brand story. So if you're a businesswoman, there's going to be a lot of things going on um, down the road. So feel free to join us and we would love it if you would like share and subscribe to this podcast. Um, Angela, thank you for this.
1: Thank you. Great conversation as always.
0: As always. And we will um, certainly be doing it again soon. Okay. All right. See you soon. See ya.